fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It's the 30-something movie podcast. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. <laughs> Back. And before we started recording, I said that for some weird reason, when that scene came on, I was like having flashbacks to like junior high tennis camp. I don't know why. Like, I feel like my tennis coach was, he always used to just, he just in almost that same tone of voice too. He'd just repeat the different instructions as we'd run through the different drills. Now turn and pivot, turn and pivot. So yeah, Kevin Costner, really good tennis coach. Totally unrelated, but you just said pivot, so it made me think mm-hmm. about it. Um, the Friends reunion that is currently on HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Quite good. Is it good? Okay. Yes. Lots of fun. Okay. I got to wait until we do the um, uh, do the uh, musical chairs of what streaming service we're paying for this month, and then I'll yep. cycle back around to HBO Max. Yeah, when you get to HBO Max, definitely definitely spend the time it's worth it that's the one for me of all the i mean it's, we're gonna jump into talking like streaming stuff here um that's the one for me that like i could probably just say stay subscribed to all the time because they've got all the dc stuff now they've got really oh, good yeah, movies and with that, all the yeah. movies that are coming out and st- you know it's yeah it's an interesting uh, deal right now for sure yeah <clears throat> i'm just gonna say for friends uh <clears throat> there's a thing going around some of the motorcycle websites and uh this, there was a pic of when they had one of the Honda's top factory motorcycle racers, uh, like uh, had a cameo. He was like an extra on set and they zoomed in and they're like, Hey, here's the time that Colin Edwards, the second was on friends. And they showed it. It was incidentally the same episode that Ant-Man was on. Mm. Okay. Mm. And, uh, they said, uh, yeah, the fact that Colin Edwards was on there and this was like, I think a couple years, I'm trying to remember of when friends run. Like I, I remember, you know, it was right in the time when he was like this, this motorcycle racer was gaining in popularity and winning the championship and everything. And they're like, yeah, thank M- Matt LeBlanc for that. Cause Matt LeBlanc is a big, like motorcycle guy and racism and does the whole thing. But yeah, he arranged to get Colin Edwards the second on friends, which is pretty cool Nice for anybody out there, you know, that, that, you know, cares about cool things like motorcycles yeah. and motorcycle racers. There you go. You want to hear something funny and, and then we'll have to introduce ourselves because we haven't done that yet. Um, oh, yeah. the, uh, Shirley podcast guys put something up on Facebook that yeah. was, uh, it was a side-by-side picture of Paul Rudd and Wilford Brimley. And the, the caption was Paul Rudd is now the same age. Wilford Brimley was in cocoon. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, it, it was hard yeah. to process for sure. Yeah. Oh no. That was like the, that was, I mean, 
I started having flashbacks of Laurel and Yanny. I didn't know what oh, was no. true and I don't know what color the dress was. And, but that didn't seem, cause I can't see Paul Rudd just, you know, I can't see Paul Rudd on a commercial. Well, if you need help with your diabetes, uh, supplies and testing supplies, I just, I can't see it. So. Oh no. Yeah, it's true. I see there's a, there's an additional glow on your face, Pat. So I think you're Googling this. So Paul Rudd now. Yeah. Ant-Man Paul Rudd. Yep. At his current age. Is apparently the same age Wilford Brimley was when he filmed Cocoon. Okay. We've blown Pat's mind. I am now comparing my age to Paul Rudd's age. This is now the greatest conspiracy theory that's ever been floated. Oh, no. Like one of the teachers that I work with goes, Pat, you're how old? Dude, you're like middle aged. <laughs> and then and then another teacher leaned over and said, yeah, you could potentially be her dad's age. And I'm just like, oh, oh, good to know. OK, yeah, <laughs> we're all fine here. Hey, now. Pat, you? you know what? You know what, Pat? You're only as old as you feel. And so in that case, I also feel as old as Wilford Brimley was when, is. when he there filmed Cocoon. Oh, wow. You know, well, I'll tell you the fun. There was another thing. Uh, Mission Impossible. That comes up all the time. Like yeah. Tom Cruise is now as old as one of the other characters in the original is, Mission Impossible. Is he, is he as old as John Voight was in the original Yes, that's it. That's that, it. John Voight. Good grief. But oh. guess what Tom Cruise is doing? Tom Cruise is like holding on to airplanes. Tom Cruise is doing his own motorcycle and and uh, car drive. You know, that is nothing against um, uh, John Voight. Absolutely at all. But I'm just saying that like. Right. Tom in, Cruise, instead of hanging off of buildings, John Voight is sharing conspiracy theories. Is he really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, oh, won't, yeah. we won't go too far into that. Okay. <laughs> 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 if, unless you want to like unless you want to like lose listeners and, and influence people yeah, there it is there it is <laughs> valentine's day bummer bummer well i hope for your yeah. sake you're right <laughs> man down ethan um so <laughs> <laughs> all right well we haven't introduced uh, ourselves yet uh my wait, name oh mo- our, our movie this mo- time around is jfk what was that Pat? oh I was just saying, wait, what is the movie we got to talk about? What, even, what movie get, are we even doing here? Um, I gotta, I gotta, the movie I, this I, time I, around is JFK, and my name is John Goodman. Bo, how are you? I'm I'm fine. Okay. Do you need Do you need a different last name? Or are you doing okay? I I don't have one. Oh, okay. I, All right. I don't understand what? Bo Bo Jackson. There you go. There you go. Pat Sajak. Oh, that'd be pretty cool, man. Pat Sajak's pretty cool. I thought, Bo, I thought you were going to be like one of those. You said, I don't have one. I thought you were going to be like one of those one name guys. Uh, That would have been good. It's like, no, I, no, it's like, no, it's not even Bo. It's a symbol. Right. Nice. The symbol just happens to be a B and an O, but it's a symbol. I don't know. I don't know where we are now. (laughs) <laughs> I, I actually know where we are. We're back and to the left. To the left. <laughs> back and to the always left. Always back and always to the always, left. Always back. Oh, man. <sighs> JFK, friends. Uh, those of us, we need to do, I, I, I don't know. Well, we have a we have faces for audio podcasts, but um, mm-hmm. people the people can't see. I'm on the grassy knoll right now. You're on the grassy knoll. That's that's I've, I've switched out my uh, my background here on Zoom so that I can 
I can be on the grassy knoll just so we can see exactly like where the fence is and, and, uh, you know, draw the diagram yeah. of where the magic bullet went. And, you yeah. know, this is a crazy movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I puffed the magic bullet. Um, so yes. So JFK, I'm sure we have a lot of opinions about this one. Um, yeah. so JFK is our movie this time around before we get into all that other stuff though. Um, we do spoil freely. So just be aware of that. If you've been with us for our other 358 episodes, uh, you'll know that by now. Speaking of which, uh, Jason Colvin from the, uh, surely can't be serious podcast and the pocket full of, uh, pocket podcast full of kryptonite podcast. Um, he texted us the other day and he's like, guys, I've been listening to a bunch of your episodes. I don't get the mowing the lawn joke. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's a deep cut. I'm not even sure I remember where that originated from, but I think we just that made the, an old one. I think we just made the comment one time that we listened to podcasts while mowing the lawn, and then we kind of transferred that over to, you know, any celebrity we can come up with. Right. I, it was like I think Val Kilmer probably listens while he mows his lawn. And mm-hmm. wasn't it a derivation of whenever you're listening, like tonight when you oh tomorrow or maybe yeah. you're probably out mowing your lawn. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it was just a breakdown of kind of the. You can listen to us whenever. And then and then anytime we wanted to make sure that a particular celebrity or director or somebody was paying attention to something important, we said, I think it was like, hey, Martin Scorsese, when you're out mowing your lawn and you're listening to this, just please keep in mind, you know, jot down some notes. Yeah. 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 Give us notes. But then the joke was like, uh, like uh, I listen to podcasts like I listen to you, you know, whenever I'm listening to that or listening to your your fantastic pocket full of kryptonite uh, or the Shirley uh, podcast. I'm usually mowing yeah. my lawn. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. We need a, uh, just like the greatest generation guys, I guess we need a wiki now to keep track of all the bits that we've done. Uh, yeah, right. I know. You know, yeah, I know. And we, we need like uh, a, we need a password protected section to get to some of Pat's, you know, boats and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, that's the God age restricted part of the website. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> that was, geez, that was, oh boy, that's funny stuff. That's funny stuff. Well, also we, the 30 something movie podcast uh, is part of the scene stealers podcast network. Um, this episode is sponsored by scene stealers, international convention agent. They've got a top class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked for your comic con or event. Uh, or if you've just got a ton of money and you've got a birthday party or it's Tuesday and uh, you just want a celebrity around, uh, maybe to mow your lawn. That might not be a bad, maybe if they're willing to do it. And I don't know, um, reach out to scene stealers, www.scenestealersglobal.com. Uh, if I have any celebrities that like send me angry emails, like people trying to get them to mow their lawn for them, then I'll know we've hit the big time. Uh, in the meantime, yes. you can visit our website, 30podcast.com, where you can rate, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon. Um, now would be a great time to do that because our, and we were kind of gushing about this for 20 plus minutes before we started recording. Um, we've got our episode coming out soon, or it may have just come out depending on the release schedule here of the, uh, Thrawn books, the heir to the empire, uh, trilogy uh. from the early 1990s. Uh, we're very, very excited about that one. So oh, it's, man. it's maybe on the, on the nerdier end of things for those of you that, you know, you might be like, well, I, I don't know that I'm going to sign up for Patreon to hear you guys talk about some sci-fi books, but it'll be worth it. I mean, we've got a lot of other great Patreon episodes out there, but I kind of feel like this is going to be a really fun one. Of course it's going to be a fun one. Not that the others haven't been, but yeah, this is, this is it, man. This is, yeah, we've, we've we've been prepping for this one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, before we jump into JFK, is there anything that you feel like people need to know? Are there any secrets you got to tell? Any any big reveals? Any anything? Not that I can think of. No, I got nothing. You do any of you know who the third gunman was? Oh my God! Bless it all. <laughs> I I do hope that I am young enough that perhaps one day we fig- I hear what really happened. Dude, isn't it 2029 when all that stuff's supposed to come out? I think so. Yeah, but there was already one big declassification and the orange one on high decided to reclassify some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I am not as confident as I once was that we might one day figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So here's a question because I, I, I've tried to Google this and I didn't take too long to Google it. But um, and I don't think it was it wasn't Quantum Leap. There was a show in which they had a, a, the assassination of Kennedy and there was time travel involved. And it, well, there's that show with what's his name on Hulu? Um, 11, 22, 63. Right, right. Was it that one? I feel like there was a show where there was time travel involved and the time travel was that Kennedy was actually his own shooter. Oh, I have not finished oh. eleven twenty two sixty three. I don't think it's that. But if you're asking me if that's possible, oh yeah, they would go there. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a cool way to end that. Actually, I, well, I hope I didn't just spoil it for you because I can't remember if that's how that I, one ended. But I'll be lucky if I remember this conversation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I may have just ruined it for you, but I don't know. We'll we'll figure yeah, it out. We'll yeah. figure that out later, right? <laughs> uh huh. All right, so no big secrets before we go. I got nothing. Okay, I'm an open book. Okay, All everybody right. knows exactly. Everybody knows exactly what I'm thinking. But what's what you see is what you get with Pat. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our movie this time around is JFK. It came out on the 20th of December, 1991, or did it? <laughs> oh God, I know how this opens. It was. Gonna go. It was rated R, or was it? Or was it? <laughs> it was three hours and nine minutes. Maybe. Or was it? it was maybe directed by oliver stone okay i'm not going to keep doing that because otherwise this is going to take forever but i will Um, say in the intermission there was a popcorn and a very juicy like delicious looking soda hidden in a sand dune that made me want to go out and sure oh wait a minute i'm sorry wrong movie i Produced by A. Kitman Ho and Oliver Stone, written by Oliver Stone and Zachary Sklar, cinematography by Robert Richardson, music by some guy named John Williams. Uh, budget was $40 million. Box office was $205.4 million. Flickmetrics gives it a 79%. Cinema score gives it an A. Kevin Costner played Jim Garrison, who was also in Dances with Wolves, or was he? And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Bacon was Willie O'Keefe. He was in Footloose and Mystic River. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Clay Shaw or Clay Bertrand, whichever way we, you want to go with that, um, was he was in The Fugitive and Men in Black. Laurie Metcalf played Susie Cox. She was in Roseanne and Lady Bird. Uh, Gary Oldman was Lee Harvey Oswald. He was in The Dark Knight and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Michael Rooker played Bill Broussard. He was in The Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and he is Mary Poppins, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. He is Mary Poppins. Um, was Mary Poppins cool? Yeah. Mary Poppins was cool. J.O. Sanders played Lou Ivan. He was in Day After Tomorrow on Revolutionary Road. Sissy Spacek played Liz Garrison. She was in Carrie and Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh, Martin Sheen played the narrator. 
He was in Badlands and Apocalypse Now. Edward Asner played Guy Bannister. He was in Up and Elf. Jack Lemmon, who died in 2001, played Jack Martin. He was in The Apartment and Grumpy Old Men. Vincent D'Onofrio played Bill Newman. He was in Men in Black and Full Metal Jacket. Brian Doyle Murray played Jack Ruby. He was in Caddyshack and Groundhog Day. Joe Pesci played David Ferry. He was in Goodfellas and My Cousin Vinny. Uh, what, what's a ute? What is a ute? <laughs> what's a ute? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're on it. Youths. Youths. Um, and John Candy, who died in 1994, played Dean Andrews. He was in Spaceballs and Uncle Buck. This acclaimed Oliver Stone drama presents the investigation into the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, led by New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison, played by Kevin Costner. When Garrison begins to doubt conventional thinking on the murder, he faces government resistance, and after the killing of suspected assassin Lee Harvey Oswald, played by Gary Oldman, he closes the case. Later, however, Garrison reopens the investigation, finding evidence of an extensive conspiracy behind Kennedy's death. If I answer that question you keep asking, if I give you the name of the big enchilada you know, then it's Bon Voyage Dino. I mean like poignant, I mean like a bullet in my head, you dig? Does that help you see my problem a little better? Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a flash of light in bushes, and then shots rang out. The whole cloak and dagger stuff, you know, they called it Operation Mongoose. It's gonna be okay, Dave. You just talk to us on the record and we'll protect you. Now, I guarantee it. You're so naive. You found us in your office. We think the conference room is also above maybe the phones. I'm not cooperating here. I'm not cooperating here. Listen, there's a death warrant for me. Are the same people gonna kill us, Pop? Nobody's gonna kill us. Y'all gotta get into your minds how the hell the spooks think. Now, they're not ordinary crooks. Think the unthinkable. Question everything. Now, we're through the looking glass here, people. White is black, and black is white. You don't believe me? All this time, you never believed me. I just want to raise our children and live a normal life. I want my life back. Dude, look, this thing's bigger than all of us. Now, how many is it gonna take for you lawyers to figure out what you want? People got to know. People got to know why he was killed. Do you know what you've done for me? I'm a dead man! Well, if they can kill the president, they can certainly get me. Your mouse fighting a gorilla. You're close. You're closer than you think. There's gonna be an attempt to kill you somewhere between here and New Orleans. And I say let justice be done over heaven's fall. All right. So for this one, is this the first time you have seen this movie? And let's keep it to one word for right now, because I'm sure we'll get into more later. How does it make you feel? Intrigued. And no, it's not the first time I've seen it. Okay. First time I've seen it. And uh, I don't know how it makes me feel, but the word that comes to mind is sensational. Mm. Uh, first time I had seen it, 
I'd seen little bits and pieces here and there, but just scenes. Um, and how does it make me feel? I will say, Hmm. Actually, that's going to be my word. Hmm. That's how it makes me feel. I don't know how it makes me feel. One of my words would have been unsettled. And not necessarily because it like made me question what I think about the Kennedy assassination or the, just like some of the, some of the style of the filmmaking, some of the, um, just the, how, well, now I'm getting into more than one word, but, um, it's your podcast, man. I can do whatever. Any one words as you want to do whatever I want back into the left. Um, yeah, it, just, it seemed like it was just, let's throw everything on the wall and, and see what sticks kind of a deal. And I was like, oh, for a three plus hour movie that we're going to, that's what we're going to do. Like, I feel like we could have done that and maybe tightened some of this up a bit. Cause like you've said, like, you know, sensational, intrigued, interested, you know, yes, all of those things too. But some of it, I was like, all right, well, I didn't get any more intrigued during hour three of the movie. So we could have probably tightened this up a little bit, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I let's, we'll jump into this part first. Um, so many, so many, when this movie came out and, and even since then, um, articles and reviews about how this is just, it, it's, I don't know if it's been called one of the least factual movies that's claimed to be based on a true story. Um, but I, I keep seeing a lot of the different reviews. I actually think I read somewhere that Ro, uh, Roger Ebert got uh, lambasted because he gave it a somewhat positive review. As mm-hmm. a movie, I don't know that. I'm, I mean, in terms of its factualness, I don't think that he was reviewing that. I think as a movie, he gave it a somewhat positive review. And uh, because of that, he kind of got attacked by other people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's... Um, Anytime I think of, even with not having seen the movie, anytime I hear the the movie titled JFK or I think of Oliver Stone, I immediately think, okay, buckle up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so Pat, this was the first time you saw this too. What was your just? You, we'll, we'll dig into the the plot and the other stuff, but what was kind of just your initial reactions to it? You know. I guess I, I'm not going to jump inside Roger Ebert's head. I did. I read a little bit of his review, and I think if you took this specific subject matter out, right, uh, the assassination of of uh, President Kennedy, and you just wrote like a drama, right, um, I think this movie would be incredibly suspenseful and edge of your seat and all of that kind of thing. Um, you know, so I, I, I kind of give it that if you take the subject matter out. I think the problems that I've found with the movie is when you put the subject matter in and, you know, it's the big conspiracy theory and, and just the way that's all put out there. And again, I think it's, it's one of those things that you got to be real careful because people will see a movie and then suddenly try to be an expert on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm, I'm trying not to look at it 30 years on. <sighs> Let me try and focus my cons. I remember when it came out and I remember family and friends and, and all that talking about it. And like, as I've said before, I mean, 
I'm I'm Irish Italian and I'm Catholic. So Irish Catholic family heritage. John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy was a pretty big deal in, you know, with my uh, uh, mom and, and her family and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, the, the Kennedy family, like that was that was the thing, you know. And so I, I think I don't know if my folks saw it or they avoid it or whatever, but I remember a lot of the controversy that swirled around it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. As far as conspiracy, and I know we're going to get into it, but as far as conspiracy theories go, like that's my opinion from what I remember hearing about it like 30 years ago, 30 years on where I think, you know, open up Google, type in two letters and like all your searches will be filled in for you and 90% of them will be some conspiracy theory or some other. Like we are, we are buried with conspiracy theories. Um I think largely fueled by, you know, the Bill, nature of Bill the, Gates. <laughs> how would you say that, man? You know, but I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm weary in watching this movie. I'm kind of already just pre-programmed to be weary of elaborate conspiracy theories. He's tracking us with the vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And so that's going to be my goal tonight is just to throw out as many conspiracy theories as possible. I I think that's, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Why not? Um, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to ramble. So I'll just, I'll close that comment, sir. But that's kind of how it makes me feel is, is like, I mean, you know, I could see where, Oh my gosh, this would be incredibly suspenseful. And, and you, boy, I don't know. You don't get much more of an A-list cast than that. I mean, holy right. cow. Yeah, I mean, you just keep yeah. throwing out the names and it just keeps coming. They're like, wow. I know. And it's like they had and just incredibly well acted. I I just have some questions about like the, 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 the nature of the movie <laughs> and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, yeah. All right, Bo, will you you've seen this before? So Mm -hmm. when you saw this was on the list of movies for us to cover for this year, um, what was, what was kind of your reaction to watching it again? I was excited. I hadn't seen it in a while, you know, um, this is sort of a, a little pet, uh, conspiracy theory in our house. So it's kind of fun for me. Uh, yeah, my, my, my wife and I have this ongoing conspiracy theory discussion. I don't believe that and I, I am of the belief that when you double the amount of people involved in an event, the ability to keep it secret decreases exponentially. Oh yeah. And the amount of people that would need to be involved to keep some of these things secret makes the fact makes keeping them secret next to impossible. That's a good point. I was, uh, I was thinking about like, and I, if I, if I mistook your point, correct me. No, 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 I, me, I, think correct me. I think you're right on the track but, there. I can tell, but that's very interesting. Cause I was thinking about that. Like, okay. Watergate 10 years after that, what happened? Okay. <laughs> Who's, and now I'm drawing a complete blank, but the two, um, uh, the two journalists that kind of blew the thing wide open. Woodward and Bernstein. Thank you. All right. And it was all the King's men. Was that the movie that were like, um, one of uh, the, but yeah, one of the, that's yeah. the big one. Yeah. 
that, you know, keeping it, keeping us movie focused. I mean, that blew that thing wide open. Right. Um, you had, you had, um, zoom forward in time and uh, why did I, Oh, spotlight with Mm -hmm. the, uh, abuse scandal. Right. And you had that movie that, dramatized you know which i thought was an incredible movie was how was those an amazing movie how those journalists kind of blew that thing wide open right mm-hmm. i and if i'm if i'm understanding your point i i fail i i fail to see how this could be so buttoned up mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like now obviously this was one of the first i think this was one of the first chips to fall i mean it was still at this time, this was kind of like the sixties. That was supposed to be the high point of American exceptionalism. And if I have it right, right. Like, I mean, just ask us, we'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) was everything we were cruising on all cylinders. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I mean, you had assassination, which then became the first of three major assassinations. You had incredible civil unrest starting to happen. Well, really starting to bubble up partnered with Vietnam that, you know, <laughs> that situation with that war uh, really begin to fall apart, you know, all these things. And then it's followed up by Watergate. And then, it, so it's like the hits just keep coming where, you know, just 10 or 15 years before we were the moral center of the world and everything. like, And now all of a sudden, all these things are starting to fall apart. And so I guess that if that was early enough, you know, would you be able to go back and backtrack it? But I, I, boy, I, I don't know. And that's why I'm, I hope I live long enough to see, because, you know, it's, I just don't believe like the reason we don't know what happened to JFK is because somebody knows they've Mm -hmm. just classified it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the, the people that do know have decided that it needs to be classified for whatever reason that is. And we won't know until it's declassified if they were right or not. But that's why I feel like this is, you know, the the whole point of a conspiracy is that there has to be, um, it, how do I say this? The difference between this and some of the other conspiracy theories, which is what I think makes it interesting, is they've basically come out and said there's classified information that we're not telling you. Mm-hmm. All the other conspiracies are whispers. Like no one has come out and said no one in a no one official has come out and said we have classified documents about the moon landing. We are not showing you. Mm-hmm. They have stood at the top of Capitol Hill and said, we have classified documents about the Kennedy assassination that we're putting in a drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what keeps this one burning after all these years. Right. And harder for people to just just laugh off like some right. of the other conspiracy theories like the chemtrails and the yeah. moon landing and, the, you yeah. know, the, the list goes on. Um I think that's why this one is so interesting. Yeah. There's a chamber behind Mount Rushmore that holds the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's what they tell me. And the funny thing, and that's what makes a good conspiracy theory, portions of the truth. There is a chamber behind Mount Rushmore. It was supposed to be a version of the National Archives and a museum and all this other stuff. It just never got built. 
So there's a chamber there. I just don't think the Ark of the Covenant's there. <laughs> no, it's in a no, warehouse sorry. in Washington, D.C. in a box. No, it's in Area 51. Yeah. Did you not watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Because you probably oh, shouldn't have. That's <laughs> Which right. you can teleport to from that warehouse in Washington. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. <laughs> we I, have teleportation <laughs> devices. Uh, duh, you touch the two crystal skulls, one at each end, and then mm-hmm. bloop. I'm just going to say that, you know, that, that, that it makes, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, one of the biggest struggles that I had with this movie was like, not even having like an emotional piece about him, Mm. President Kennedy, his family, his, I mean, like I, yeah, this was, down like, and dirty politics for sure. Yeah, and watching this, and I'm like, I I can't imagine if my wife was inches away from myself and something like that happened, or vice versa. Like, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. And watching the, I always mess it up. It's the Zapruder film. Zapruder. 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 Yeah. Okay, I keep wanting Abraham to say... Abraham Zapruder. Okay, I want, keep wanting to say McGruber, which I know... Well, is, you know, there's some... I know one of them is something completely... It's like Monty Python, and now for something complete. completely But different. I mean, I keep watching it, and that was the thing that I couldn't get past. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I that's hard for me. Sure. Looking at it, though, I mean, and that's where, when you're going to break it down, I mean, there are some some questionable things, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, without going into, you know, exit wounds and entry wounds, you know, when off the magic bullet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got that, like the fact that, you know, pulling off, what did they say? Like three perfect shots and the timing that they did, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just takes 2.6 seconds, seconds to reload and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah. And, you know, there's things that just in the little bit I've read, and I'm, boy, I'm not like an expert, but there's certain things where, okay, if this was organized as, as opposed to just, you know, psychos, you know, as opposed to like psychos going out there and doing it, you know, like I could imagine, okay, well, I could see how it would be like maybe a group of these individuals or a group of these individuals but what I struggled with in this movie is by the end, it was almost like the the portrayal of of Garrison. By the end of it, it was almost like, and I mean, he was accusing everybody all the way up to the vice president. I mean, and it was like, and they're all in on it. And I, I was mm-hmm. reading about it like, okay, what's the, like, what are we trying to say with this movie here? And I mean, I understand that I, if I understand correctly, um, um, who's the guy that did the bloody film? Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone is Oliver a pinko, Stone is a pinko commie. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I was just going to say. You know, I know Oliver Stone. He fought in Vietnam, right? And if I recall right, like he was in a front area. I mean, he really, you know, witnessed the horrors of war. If I if I understand that correctly, and I know that would leave a profound effect on someone. But that being said, like, that just sounds like, man, we were just accusing everybody like, like 
right on up to the vice president, you know, and it's kind of like, all right, that sounds crazy. And I read about it and I heard that the motivation was, well, I'm not saying that like all of these things were part of it. I was just trying to show, you know, I was just trying to show all the potential uh, uh, reasons for it. And it was like, okay. He has a tendency to embellish and not tell you he's about to embellish. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to portray this movie that like it's true because he wants it to have effect. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he takes every single thing and magnifies it to be, this is the reason for the conspiracy. No, this is the reason for the conspiracy. Instead of trying to put together a cogent legal court case, but then he shows it like he's creating a, legal, a a cogent court case, which is where somewhere in the middle of that court case, you start shaking your head. You're like, OK, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have watched enough courtroom dramas to know that the lawyer is currently testifying and someone should be objecting right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. You don't get to do that. You have to ask a question, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that, and, a question. And, and doesn't he start with uh, allow me to speculate for a moment and I'm like whoa 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 hold on oh. I thought I thought speculation was an objection that you could Here's make <laughs> right like, yeah like objection speculation so, like, so setting not, it in not, a court not, of not law an attorney, was, but, yeah. yeah setting it in a court of law was tough man I, now the one thing one one thing about the far be it from me to agree with James Woods as <laughs> well, you know, um, he apparently wanted the part of Garrison, of Jim Garrison. Now, that's a different movie. That's a different movie. Um, Oliver Stone, he and Oliver Stone, they didn't do it because he and Oliver Stone had creative differences over how they thought the movie should go. Um, Oliver Stone wanted it the way it ended up being because he's the director. James Woods was trying to argue that it should have been more of a of a focus on Jim Garrison as the man and the story of him. And as this movie went on, I'm like, Oh, good grief. I'm agreeing with James Woods. Um, I would like to see more of him as a human being. And like, how is this? Cause you get glimpses of how it's affecting his family. You get glimpses of mm-hmm. him and his wife arguing about things. And I was reading and one of the reasons Kevin Costner got cast in this was because Oliver Stone loved him in untouchables. And there's a lot of his untouchables character that kind of comes through in this one too. But I I just feel like it gets, it gets buried under the weight of Oliver Stone going, Ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this, you know, back into the left, back into the left, you know, doing just throwing stuff at you to the point where you're like, okay, whoa, whoa, hold on. Because the first time viewing for me, so about halfway through the movie, I'm going, okay, wait, was it the CIA or was it the mob or was it these three guys over here or was it, okay, I'm losing track of what conspiracy theory are we on right now? Um, And so there were, there were definitely times where I found myself going, okay, if the Kennedy assassination and the investigation about a possible cover up was the background story and they focused more on how it's affecting the lives of the people that are doing the investigating. I probably would have liked that a little bit more. I was, I was intrigued by the movie and I don't feel like I wasted my three plus hours. However, I felt like I was a little bogged down. And when I came away from this thing, I'm like, you know what? You just threw so much stuff at me. I don't need, I didn't even know what to catch when you were throwing it at me. So 
What was uh, James, um, not James, um, Tommy Lee Jones, what was he on trial for? I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm still confused they, as to ex- They arrested him in the movie. They arrested him for, I don't know if it was, it wasn't, cons- was it conspiracy to commit murder? I think so. I, it might've been that. It was, I feel like they worded the charge differently, but it was something along yeah. those lines. It was conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. For the assassination of President Kennedy. Well, and there's, you know, the other piece of this too was, I think Oliver Stone, I was reading somewhere that he sent a letter to the Washington Post before the movie came out defending the movie. And I believe in that letter, he said something along the lines of, hey, I would invite you to come to our studio and I'll show you the writer's room and and where we've got all of these documents. We've got documents from the Warren Commission. We've got all these. We've got a copy of the Zapruder film. We've got all this other stuff. Um, And the, the article that I was reading this in said, that's all well and good. They may have had crazy amounts of actual documents that had actual, you know, what they thought of as being evidence or, or potential evidence, but some of the scenes in the movie and then they, they point to the one in particular with X um, that played by Donald Sutherland. They're like, that's a scene where he basically spends about 15 minutes, maybe, um, you know, it would be bad writing advice. He's telling you, not showing you. Um, spends about 15 minutes telling you pretty much everything you need to know about this conspiracy and filling in the gaps for you. And that never happened in real life. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to, they were saying, if Oliver Stone wants to try to point out, hey, look, we've got all these documents, that's what you can, you know, rest your hat on and, and know that what we're saying here is is has some truth in it. But then some of those pivotal points in the movie never happen in real life and are not based on any of those documents. So that's why, you know, the more you, when you watch the movie and I found myself coming away from this movie going, wow, maybe there was a conspiracy. You know, some of that's not hard to believe. I I could go with that. But then at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, well now I feel like I got to do a little bit of my own research on how much, how many of these events that were depicted in the movie actually happened. Like two. Right. And then when you get to that, you're like, oh. Okay. But what is interesting is some of the stuff that comes out of the Warren report and you just like you what you want to say is, OK, fine. Some of this is sensational and some of this is nuts. But at the same time, if any other criminal investigation that was handled the way this was handled, it would be an embarrassment. Like the way this was done was bad. And that's what yeah. the stuff that is true. Like it's was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, for them again to stand up on Capitol Hill and say, yeah, we're going to put these in a drawer for a little while. Right. Well, makes I, it I, even worse. And I'm just going to say like, how many people do you hear are like, well, this guy's been on death row for 30 years, but he's innocent. Or right. how many, do you know? I mean, like there's so many things now where we're reversing these huge. And now obviously this, it gets into whole other issues that, you know, maybe not within the purview of our podcast, but I mean, it just as an example, like we're going back and yeah, we kind of got that one wrong. We got, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, especially if it was handled both from what it sounds like you're saying, it was handled kind of in a slipshod manner. The original well, it, Warren. It, it, well, and that's the thing. We all think it was handled in a slipshod manner. I still okay. think we're going to find out that they figured out who did it mm-hmm. per damn quick. Mm-hmm. But for 
reasons that hopefully will make sense one day. Like, I don't believe that they didn't figure out who killed the president of the United States. I just don't buy it. Yeah, it doesn't. And there's there's it doesn't jive with any. I mean, think about the other. I mean, they follow. They found the guy who shot Lincoln, for God's sakes, in 18 whatever. Mm-hmm. This is 1963. Mm-hmm. They found this guy. <laughs> well, and it's it's something it's, about this guy is bad. <laughs> and, and you know what? The funny part is uh, the funny part about the whole thing is that uh, it's always the fall is going to kill you to quote right. the West Wing. Right. It's always the cover up, whether we're talking about Watergate, whether we're talking about, <clears throat> you know, other things in office that it's always the. No, it didn't. Didn't happen. That's because somebody talked because it's really hard to keep a secret. <laughs> right. Or there's little bits of evidence that they're going to think. Right. That, there's little things. You know? There's there's an errant phone call or or for some reason. The for some reason, they didn't staff up the Capitol Police that day <laughs> when normally maybe they would have, you know. Or, why, or you know, why you know, whatever do you mean? I do not know. <laughs> or, you know, conversations are always recorded. You know, I mean. Right. Yeah, I I just think, and, and with it, and like I said, I, I kind of feel in coming back, it's almost like I'm going to relate this back to Die Hard. Can we talk about Die Hard? Yes. Um, you sure. know, they, they get through this whole movie and he's talking about, I want my my comrades in arms from, you know, this group freed and this group, re- you know, and then what did they, what does it all come down to? A very, the, the, to the Asian Dawn. Yeah. And the- I read about them in Forbes. Yep. Or no, not Forbes. I, uh, time. Time. He talks about Forbes for a suit. I don't know what the heck. Yeah. Anyway, point is, point is it's a big heist movie. And that's kind of like what I feel like with this is that, you know, it's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be. Oh, is it? And then it comes down to it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. The movie, the movie's entertainment. Like I, I and, and the thing is, is it all goes back to like that was my one takeaway from the movie is that the military industrial complex killed the president. Like that's kind of what it comes back to, because that's what the movie starts with. Right. That's mm-hmm. the voiceover. And yeah, it's they're so- trying to say that they killed Kennedy because they wanted a war. Yeah. And it's kind of like. Okay, like while I don't think wanting the war was the reason. Right. It does. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I'll say my thing later. Say your thing. This is a normal flow of conversation. Um, It's I don't wanting war seems a little bit of a stretch, but the fact of and you, you said it when we when we started the three high profile assassinations that close together. Mm-hmm. There was something that they wanted that they, whoever they is. And one day we're going to find out. Yeah. Something, the fact that there were three together and the fact that it was Jack and Bobby, mm-hmm. something happened. Yeah. I just don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and, and I'm with you. The military industrial complex seems like a stretch. Well, it, and to be honest, could it be as simple as the mob? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're known for whacking people. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, and, and, and you know, I want to be careful because you know, how far we decide to converse on the podcast away from the movie and into the. But I mean, you know, like there's that. 
but I think you got to be real careful with getting into the sensational. And that's where my mm-hmm. word comes in stories because you're going to miss the big point. Like, Hey, being careful of the military industrial complex. Like, I mean, Eisenhower's warning is well taken. I mean, the reason that we ended up fighting in Vietnam and the outcome and the way the war was prosecuted. I mean, that that's those, those lessons need to be learned. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, obviously I'm running the risk, you know, read one book and now you're an expert, but I mean, you know, I, I, in the last year or two, I, and I'm saying this very carefully because like when I grew up, I mean, bringing up the Vietnam war, that was not a taboo thing, but just, boy, you had to be careful. Cause I mean, there was, there's some, there's a lot of feelings about there's a lot of feelings about, you know, and it was, it was, uh, my, my parents' generation that fought that. And, you know, I mean, or our parents generate, you know, and, and anyways, the point being, I, I read, um, it it was general HR McMaster's book on what went down in the Vietnam and he wrote it a while ago. And it was, uh, I mean, it's an incredibly insightful book about just kind of how that whole thing, like, fell apart. Right. And it wasn't conspiracy theories, but he just went through and like outlined, like, this is what we got to be careful of. This is what we have to avoid. This is, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, and it's like, what am I trying to say? But you know, you watch a movie like this and it's like, (gasps) it's like the boogeyman and this is what's causing all this bad stuff. But it's like, we're going to be so focused on, you know, quote unquote, the military industrial complex and this, this conspiracy theory that it's like fortune cookie wisdom, right? It's like you, it's like bumper sticker politics, how, whatever metaphor you want to use, you're going to throw that out there. And then are you really going to interrogate that? Are you really going to investigate that and find out what happened? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we kind of, we have to go deeper. We can't just read the first line and say, oh yeah, military industrial complex, bad. Well, what exactly does that mean? How did we get there? Are there benefits to that? Why do you know? I mean, we, we've got to explore this a little bit more than just be jumping at conspiracy theories. You know, why did we get involved in Vietnam? Like, why were that many leaders assassinated? Right. Was it I mean, did we have to up our game with protective details and the Secret Service? Maybe the president. I mean, now what happens? The, the president rides around in a tank. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's like and my understanding is, you know, there's teams of snipers that are surrounding wherever the president goes, ready to put down. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to simplify it, but it's like, well, maybe that's just the world that we live in. And sort of like, you know, we had to let the Titanic sink before we realized, oh, yeah, we need to have enough light boats on the ship. Right. It's the same kind of the same kind of thing. And I think if we start jumping at conspiracy theories, that cripples our ability to respond to worldwide pandemics or respond to attacks on our voting app. Or I'm sorry, to respond to things that, you know, are going on with, okay, let's let's work the problem, people, as opposed to jumping at the right. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, we can't just stop at the first line. Like what, what, what does that mean? And how does that apply? And that's what I think where I struggle with this movie where it's like, okay, if you want entertainment, if you're entertained by that, that's entertainment, but let's be careful before we 
start looking at it as more than entertainment. You know, I think like, and like you and John were saying, and I, I, I got to mute me cause I'm just going off on a rant and, or a, a bender here. But I mean, it's like, like you and John said is the conversation with, uh, uh, X, you know, wow. Well, that was all hypothetical conjecture. Maybe that happened. Maybe that didn't. <laughs> so it's like, well, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, I could, I could put on a hat and overcoat and come tell you a story while we walk around the Washington monument. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna make it true, but I could make it sound convincing. It's a and cool. Who, and who better to deliver that than Donald Sutherland? Oh, I yeah. mean, really? Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> Well, that, so I, I do want to talk about that for a minute. We did mention earlier the all-star cast in yeah. this movie. I, let's just let's break down some of these some of the cast members and, and some of these these characters. Um, the one in particular, and, and I didn't realize until I saw the the you know credits rolling up on this one, um, or, or until I saw you know I was looking at IMDb for some stuff. I was like. Gary Oldman? Wait, what? A very young like, Gary Oldman, yeah. yeah. And and did a great job. I mean, just mm-hmm. amazing as Lee Harvey Oswald and and uh the one of the ones in particular that, you know, he was a bit of a character, but it sounds like may not have been too far off from the way that person really was was John Candy. Yep. Was hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. The big enchilada is going to be Bon Voyage Dino. <laughs> And apparently he was like the the whole time he's talking and, and he's just like sweating profusely. And I was I reading his- I was reading on IMDb that that was real because he was like, I'm a comedic actor. I'm not supposed to be here with the rest of these people like Tommy Lee Jones, Kevin Costner, all these other people here. I, Donald Sutherland. I'm not supposed to be here. So apparently he was so nervous that he just could not stop sweating the entire time. Mm hmm. But I mean, yeah, all these different Michael Rooker's character. I mean, all these different, the just amazing performances. No matter how you feel about the subject matter of the movie, the acting was amazing. Oh yeah, oh, and it really, yeah. I really did get vibes. You know, if I were to rank the two, it's obviously in my mind not as good. But I really did get a lot of Untouchables vibes from this movie, and, oh, yeah. and not just because of Kevin Costner. Just kind of the whole, you know, trying to, you know, trying to uncover the the mob conspiracies and, and, and all this other stuff. But yeah, I think it didn't hurt that Kevin Costner was, was in that role in a similar role. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Great in this, uh, Kevin Bacon's character in this. Oh, he um, is so good. Yeah. That whole, that whole thing. He's like, I'm in prison. What, what's the, what's the worst that could happen <laughs> to me now? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, uh, well, okay. <laughs> well, friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I just it, amazing, amazing cast. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, and, and I feel like, and and and, yeah. and in such small roles, some of these people. Yes. I mean, well, you know, that- Jack Lemons in the movie for a hot second. Yeah, Walter yeah. Matthau. Yeah, yeah, the grumpy old men were in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ed, As- Ed Asner had a little bit of a bigger role yeah. going on, but yeah. But yeah, that was I think the best part is you got to see these amazing character actors just throw themselves into one important scene, say their piece, and get out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Donald Sutherland got to spend all day thinking about being a spy, and then he was a spy for 15 minutes on film. Mm-hmm. You, had, you had uh, you had um, uh, Martin Sheen narrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't even like a narrate through the whole thing. It was like a couple of points. He was uh. just did like a voiceover, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, at right at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't miss anything. It was just right at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. John I mean, Larroquette interviews him mm-hmm. in that that's one scene. Right. I mean, that's right. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that John Williams guy, he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. A couple no little kidding. things here and there. Um, so I did find, I, I did find what I was trying to reference earlier and I was mixing up a couple of different things. The, the TV show that did a time travel piece where um, Kennedy ends up being his own assassin. I was mixing up yeah. two different things. So what I thought, cause I kept, I kept thinking, it's not quantum leap. Quantum leap has one of the best depictions of a good Kennedy episode. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was a two parter that they did. Um, and that one I loved. We'll talk about that one in a second. Um, but I was, I kept thinking, I was like, no, it, it wasn't quantum leap. It wasn't that it wasn't. And I kept thinking it wasn't 11, 63. Um, so I didn't give anything away. And I kept thinking, I, I vividly remember that there is like John Kennedy somehow time travels um and and knows what's going to happen to him and so for some reason he ends up going back and assassinating himself i was like but i i feel like it's it's like a outer limits kind of thing or like a black mirror kind of thing but i feel like it was older than that because i feel like i watched it a long time ago so here's what i was mixing up um on red dwarf which i actually just went back and rewatched the entire run of red dwarf uh, about a month ago, um, there is a an episode where they actually end up preventing the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and he lives and he goes on to get impeached later on in his presidency, and it basically ruins America and ruins the world because mm-hmm. he lived, you know, to, to quote Batman, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. In that timeline, John Kennedy, you know, his his potential affairs with Marilyn Monroe and some of those other things get uh, uncovered and he's impeached as the president. And it, it basically America falls apart um, mm-hmm. and messes the whole thing up in that red dwarf episode. They actually grab uh, John F. Kennedy and he, you know, they kind of show him like, this is what your legacy, um, your legacy was better when you had died. And so in red dwarf, they actually take him back and he's the shooter that kills himself to preserve Jeez. his legacy. Please tell me they put him on the grassy knoll. Uh, I don't remember. I'll have to go back to the episode and see, but that's not the one I was thinking of. That was the one I watched more recently, but the one I was thinking of, and I just found it a a little bit ago, um, is it was an episode called profile in silver from the eighties revival of the twilight zone. Ah, And, And that's, that's what I was thinking of because what ends up happening is one of Kennedy's descendants, uh, it's, it says here, one of Kennedy's descendants from the year 2172 travels back in time and he's a, he's a dead ringer for JFK. Um, he travels back in time. He takes JFK's place at Dealey Plaza in the car and he sends the actual JFK into the future so he can live out the rest of his life. Huh? That's, that's the one I was thinking of. I was like, okay. I, I, and I could vividly, I, I could picture in my mind what that whole thing looks like. Um, but the red dwarf one was the one where Kennedy actually shoots himself. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The, the quantum, I mentioned the quantum leap one. That was a great episode. I know we're not, we're not talking about quantum leap, but um, that's a great, if, I mean, if, if anybody wants like a selection of quantum leap episodes to go back and take a look at, do the, do the two-parter. That's the JFK assassination. Okay. Um, cool. Those are really good. Have to have to check them out. It, I, I'm going to, go a little bit longer. This is my typical bit where I talk about not deep space nine, but I'm going to talk about star Trek on the podcast. Two great conspiracy episodes, uh, next generation, the drumhead, and then Voyager, the Voyager conspiracy. And without going super depth with the plot, both of them show how the whole conspiracy thing can just run amok and how suddenly everything can be part of a conspiracy. Like every little coincidence can be, well, this, this, that. And I thought that those shows both in a very entertaining way, just kind of showed in general, how you get locked into conspiracy theories and, you know, it, it to the detriment of the greater good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and by the greater good, that sounds like, well, then you got to give up the truth. Well, no, it was like you get locked into conspiracy theories and people are going to suffer. You know, you don't and have I, you don't have to give up the truth because it's out there. It, the truth is. Out. And and I'm just going to say, like, you know, Kevin Costner's monologue was, you know, delivered. It was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. But the, the one thing I almost like uh, JLP's monologue at the end of uh, the drumhead a little bit more because he's arguing for uh, you can't just accuse everybody of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so I, I'm torn, like it was delivered so well, but I just kept questioning like, okay, but what is the message that's being delivered that this is the vehicle for? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to beat on the movie too much. And my gosh, I'm just, I I don't want to hate on someone. If this is your favorite movie out there, listeners, please. I'm not hating on it. Listeners, if this is your favorite movie, you can go to (laughs) 30podcast.com slash donate. Uh, That'll take you to our Patreon page because apparently you're destined to join us as a Patreon co-executive producer. Um, this is our, this is our MO. This is the way we do things. This is the conspiracy. Um, That's right. Actually, I have uh, running our marketing campaign uh, as a friend of mine. You can't see him. He's off camera over here. His name's uh, Jimmy. I'm going to call him Jimmy H. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people haven't seen him since like the mid seventies, but he's running our marketing campaign over here. Actually running the Patreon for us. Right. Uh, he's, I mean, frankly, it's, I, I probably got to find somebody else. Cause I mean, he's just been buried. It's just, right. it's been, it's been rough. Select, um, select the option to pick a movie that you think I'll hate and yes. make me watch it. There we go. Get, yes. You know, there you go. There you go. We are inevitable. There you go. Uh, and uh, Elvis is running the catering truck over here. That's right. That's um, right. We're broadcasting from Amelia Earhart's plane. Are we? Yes. Awesome. From the Bermuda Triangle. the Bermuda Triangle. Awesome. <laughs> on Gilligan's Island. Nice. That's right. That's right. That's right, Skipper. Um, did you, uh, I don't know if you know this, the 2011 Joplin tornado was manufactured by the government. Oh, I knew that. Did you know that? Yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like everybody knew that, but. Because well, tornadoes. Right. Okay. Here's, here's my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and then we're going to, we're going to go on to our three questions. Um, having 
having worked in multiple places and worked on different projects. And, and as you said earlier, you know, the more people get involved, it's harder to keep a secret, that kind of stuff. Um, in our current lives, it amazes me how difficult it is to get simple things done. I have a very hard time believing in any conspiracy theory that involves the massive planning of something across agencies and across state and country lines. And half the time you can barely get a project done when it's like you and five other people in the same room. So that's why I have a problem with a lot of conspiracy theories, because I mean, either they read the seven habits of highly effective people took it to heart and that's how they got things done. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, I, I have a hard time believing in, in all that stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have no time to discuss this in a committee, John. Yeah. No, right. no. Well, he's right. Cause the committee's just going to, I'm not a committee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, Oh my God. I'm just thinking of something that would be just not, I'm just, okay. After after the podcast. Oh, come on. uh, We'll get get more Patreon subscribers. If you say it, I'm just thinking of work and thinking of committees and thinking of actually having to do something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wonderful people, all of them, but I just, you know, I, (laughs) if you've been offended by any of the conspiracy theories we've made fun of on this episode, please feel free to donate to Patreon. Pat and I may need new jobs. Um, so please feel free to donate as much as you possibly can. Oh man. But like you said, like with the idea that no one would talk, I mean, like anytime that there's a committee, what's the word, you know, it's just like, I can't tell you. So keep it quiet. Okay. And then I go, Hey, I just found out from so-and-so, but keep it quiet. I'm like five people, you know? Oh, I I can't even tell you how many times in the last week or two I've been ready to send an email and I've already had five people walk up to me. Oh, Hey, I heard this was happening. (laughs) <laughs> well, well seeing as how i'm the one that's supposed to be sharing the information i don't know how you found out something like that is happening but yeah. good to know good to know it i can neither confirm you nor could deny be the last person to know there's no wiring in the band room you know <laughs> okay i am going to say there is wiring in the band room now <laughs> there may not have been earlier because you don't need wiring in a band room. Are you kidding? This is not the work no. of a band director. It's <laughs> all wireless now, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, yep. I don't have any wires in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... He says as he stares at the rat's nest of wires on his desk. <laughs> I just want to go back and watch X-Files. Right? Yeah. Oh, that I couldn't even see all that. That does look like a mess. Yeah, it's not great. It needs some help. I got to clean up eh. clean up my little area here too, but I have, I have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Are we ready for three questions? Oh, yeah. Three questions. I mean that well, are you ready for three questions? <laughs> will there actually be three questions? Or will there be seven three questions already, and and the first answered the question neil 
Now we're trying to figure out why. There is no spoon. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, three questions. Question number one, two, and three all together. Who was the first gunman, second gunman, and third gunman? Mm. Never mind. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. According to this movie, everybody. 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 Okay. Good to know. Apparently, Amelia Earhart was the one person that didn't kill Kennedy. I, I just... I, I just... I don't know. I can't. I just... Mm-hmm. Actual question number one. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? There's a lot of good crazy ones out there. Oh, my, yes. <laughs> so when you ask the question favorite conspiracy theory that's that's um an interesting way to look at it i'll I'll even accept if you want to if you want to expand your horizons here i'll even throw in um because conspiracy theory how you'd want to define that um i'll even throw in urban legends if you want to throw in urban legend Mm. you you could do that too hmm so I, I my think my conspiracy point, theory has to do with presidential election. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to pick like a favorite one, one that intrigues me the most, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't know that it's necessarily a conspiracy theory, but the, the stuff about the Freemasons and their possible treasure is hidden somewhere and the map of dc is a is a map to their treasure and all that craziness like the freemasons in general um and i guess i would expand that to the whole theory of secret societies like come on (laughs) these were just a bunch of guys who wanted to hang out and do weird stuff apparently (laughs) i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence because if I squirt lemon juice on the back, mm-hmm. there's a map. I can't tell you how many lemons I've wasted just squirting them on the back of papers just to see if something just to would see happen. If there's a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That movie taught and me I have nothing. an honorable mention one, but I'm going to I'll wait and see if anyone brings it up. Okay. I did I did today because like I said, conspiracy theories are a thing in our house and this movie's a thing. I did ask my wife the three questions for the first time in a while. Okay. Um, her favorite conspiracy theory is the JFK one. I mean, that's definitely her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Her thing. Pat, what do you got? The moon landings were fake. Yeah. Of course that they is were. a fun one, isn't it? Of yeah, course. They're, oh, make, I'm sorry. You, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, were you going to say what moon landings? Um, <laughs> I thought they landed on Uranus. Um, I, uh, just because it makes me angry. 
Uh-huh. Right. Oh, my God. It just makes me angry. But it is. You have to admit, like the depths that people will go to try to convince oh. you that the moon landings were fake. Like there is a new level of there's a new depth yeah. there. Yeah. The mental gymnastics people will go to to believe what they want to believe is the flag's not blowing. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. shadows are wrong. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what what color the sun is. There's no way General Zod could breathe. Well, I, I mean, see that one. I I, I take umbridge with that one. See, um, there you go. I, I just and I just wanted a chance to say the word umbridge. Dolores umbridge. Yes, yes. Dolores umbridge. Who? The person that played Dolores umbridge. Yeah, say it. Was the admiral in Star Trek uh, Next Generation the drumhead? Oh, really? Yeah, she was? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So. Conspiracy. Mm. Dolores Umbridge and Harry Potter are Star Trek canon. There it is. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wesley Crusher was Harry Potter's brother. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mind blown. Bummer. 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 Uh, my favorite one is a place that I would love to go to because I'd love to see how crazy it actually is. Um, and, and I don't, well, I don't even want to say this is my favorite one. Cause they're, they're all a little weird and kooky, but, um, uh, the Denver airport. Isn't that one cool? It's that one seems all kinds of special. What's yeah. the Denver airport one? Oh man. Oh, this and, is so good. And I feel like, <laughs> haven't they even taken down some of the paintings and some of the other stuff at this point? You know, it's funny. I thought I'd heard something about that, but I, I looked for about 10 seconds today and I couldn't find it and I gave okay. up. Okay. So, you know, you would think, think airport and think you, you would like to think safety and security and, and, uh, you know, travel and things like that. And apparently the Denver international airport, um, is actually like, it, it's huge. Like this huge, huge airport. I read somewhere it's like bigger than uh, Manhattan. Yeah, um, it is. It's so sprawling that you can't actually walk to certain terminals. You have to take some sort of tram or bus because it is just insane. They spread it yeah. so far out. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know it was Colorado back then. Land was cheap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so, also out in the middle of nowhere. It's better now. I was out there the first year or three that it had been built okay. and the mm-hmm. hotel infrastructure that's there now wasn't there. Okay. You literally drove on that highway for a long time. And then you sort of saw this airport grow up out of the ground. <laughs> that's awesome. Since then, the, you know, the infrastructure that comes with an airport has grown up. I mean, there's hotels and conference centers. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It's but, still kind of in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. not like, God, those first few years were crazy. But mm-hmm. the, the, fun, the fun stuff about this. So this is where the fun begins. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, the airport was $2 billion over budget. So mm-hmm. that caused some conspiracy theories that they had built an entire underground structure of bunkers so that it could house the headquarters of the Illuminati. Oh, jeez, That's awesome. Um, and then they also, there were some that believed that the, um, that it was built by neo-Nazis because okay. there are like plaques around the airport that say that it was funded by the new world airport commission, but no one could ever find information on this organization at all. Like it d- doesn't exist. Um, 
they said that if you look at some of the runways from above, they're laid out like swastikas. And then, yeah. And then the art, like this is my favorite piece of it. The art around the airport is all of these like absolutely crazy, like post-apocalyptic murals that are up everywhere of like Mm -hmm. people with gas masks on and cities burning and just all kinds of crazy yeah, like okay. if, if Salvador Dali had painted these post-apocalyptic murals, that's basically what it kind of looks like. Um, okay. My other favorite one is they had the giant, uh, like three-story sculpture of a horse. Uh, was it the blue horse with the glowing red eyes that they called Lucifer? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it actually, the sculptor, it actually fell on him and killed him. Hmm. And so they have, oh, oh here's, here's a, I found a quick description. Um, murals around the airport are also troubling to some people, including images of a Nazi officer in a gas mask, children near a burning building, and the devil jumping out of a suitcase. Hmm. Denver International Airport, ladies and gentlemen. Exhibit and A. These, but these murals exist. Oh, yeah. And the horse did fall on the sculptor? Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you, you Google, we, Google it and you'll see some crazy stuff. Okay. We, we call that the Catherine, the great. Well, mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, ever since they, ever since they shut down the green briar, the government has needed a new bunker for Congress. Well, it's not a bad idea. It's already there. They just have to kick the Illuminati out. Exactly. Yeah. And it's close to NORAD too. <laughs> and, and frankly, half the government probably is the Illuminati anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Right. Isn't that the whole point? They're, they're basically already there. <laughs> yeah. I saw another special on the green briar the other day. That is so cool that they did that and no one knew. Mm-hmm. I should have, I realize now when Pat made the comment about Catherine, the great, I should have gone straight to wizard of Oz and said, now that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been real good. That, that would have been good. I'm not editing that out. That's staying in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Question number two. Uh, my, it, my honorable oh. mention oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honorable conspiracy mention. theory is, is a more recent one. It's the uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I had a few, I mean, his, his death under suspicious circumstances. Suspicious, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the other ones are, are your typical, like, you know, where is Jimmy Hoffa buried under giant stadium or, right. you know, stuff like that or Elvis or, you know, some of the other, oh, the, been, you know, the, area the 51, ones that, am- that kind of stuff. The ones that amuse me the most are the Hitler ones. Oh yeah. Hitler survived and fled to Antarctica. Yeah. For the moon. I had never heard that version until recently. Nazis on the moon. Nazis on the moon. That's have why you, we haven't been back. You didn't know. I need. We found need, them and they scared us off. Okay, I need to tell you this is not related to this movie at all. But now that you said that, <laughs> yes, here it is. Have you seen the movie Iron Sky? Doesn't ring a bell. You need to see the movie Iron Sky. Okay. Um, it is. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's uh, it, it does not get good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The Nazis um, set up a secret base on the dark side of the moon where they hide out and plan to return to power. Absolutely. Um, it is currently on, strikes it, back. There you go. It is currently on Tubi. You can watch it for free. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
It's good stuff. It's like good, bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love speculative fiction. It cracks me up. Oh yeah. Like I really, really dug man in the high castle. Once I went back and finished it. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'll check that out for sure. Um, so apparently they also made a sequel and I, I love the, um, I love the headline for the sequel. So apparently the sequel is called iron sky, the coming race and the headline oh, for this. Sure. And oh, wow. That's new too. Yeah. Um, the headline for this is in the sci-fi spoof iron sky, the coming race alien Hitler rides a T-Rex to war. Oh dear. Yeah. I feel like I need to see that tonight. Wow. <laughs> There are Tom Green's in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. They get yeah. some of the actors from the original. That's fun. Uh-huh. But yeah, anyway, I remember stumbling. I remember stumbling across Iron Sky uh, probably a couple years ago now. And it was, it yes, was, it was that late, will, at, that it was late at night. Thing. It was late at night. And it just, I was like, I just need to put something oh, on. That's, that's perfect. It's, uh, it's, it's fun, bad stuff. Yeah, there yeah. there's a lot of joy there. Yeah, there will be. There will be. Oh my. It's kind of like on the same level as Kung Fury. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> All right, question number 2. What is your favorite courtroom scene in a movie? And there are many, many, many good ones. There are. There are. I'm going to say I I really enjoy I'll I'll go a good classic. I do really enjoy um uh to kill a mockingbird. Oh yeah. I would have said 12 angry men, but that doesn't take place in the courtroom. So, right. Um, I, I do love to kill a mockingbird. Uh, the other one that I always really enjoyed was runaway jury. Hmm, the yeah. one with John Cusack, uh, Rachel Weiss and Gene Hackman. That was a good one too. But yeah, I, I, to kill a mockingbird, still one of my favorites. What about you? Do you have a favorite courtroom scene or courtroom monologue or? So I went back and forth on this one and, and I, I did ask my wife this one as well. And her response, unsurprisingly, because it's one of her favorite movies, is the courtroom scene uh, from Boondock Saints. Mm, OK. There's a it's a final scene in the courtroom and there's a big speech at the end and it's very good. I'm trying to, it's been a little while since I've seen Boondock Saints, so I'm trying to remember what that court is. It's where he is. goes on. Um, we do not ask for your poor or your hungry. We do not want your tired and sick. It is your corrupt we claim. It is your evil that we that will be sought by us with every breath. We shall hunt them down each day. We will spill their blood till it rains down from the skies. Yes. Etc. Okay. So that was her pick, which I... I should have guessed before I even asked her, but I, mm-hmm. I asked anyway. And then I went back and forth between two classics. You can't handle the truth is obviously. Oh yeah. You know, but I think the one I settled on, we already mentioned once today. These two Utes. <laughs> yeah. Utes. What's a Ute? <laughs> You know, I'm always going to lean on comedy more often than not. And that one just cracks me up. Yeah. No, that, that, that one should have been higher up on my list too. 
It's hard though. There is a lot of good courtroom stuff, There's man. Stuff. I mean, TV movies. Yeah. The, 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 the courtroom is a great place to put a camera. <laughs> uh, Pat, what about you? So question, question number two, uh, favorite courtroom scene in a movie. So I don't know if this one counts because I was scanning through uh, like the top movie ones and everything on the list was the hearing in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to submit okay. that because it's one of the greatest scenes I love in like Skyfall, as I've said before, is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So does that count? It's a hearing room. It's does that count? And I'm going to leave it to you guys. Sure. And you can either say it does count or doesn't count, or I can just, you know. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm getting a call from the military industrial complex. I am being told it does count. <laughs> I'm being told that I have to tell you it does I count. I was going to say, you're being forced at gunpoint to say that it counts, duck, right? Duck. That that back and to the left. Uh, back and to the left. Oh, and if, uh, you know, and if I don't tell you that, something's going to happen to me uh, very poignant like. Yeah. I'm watching it right now with the sound off. And oh, yeah, that may be a hearing room, but that might as well be a courtroom. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, that counts. I mean, and du- Judy Dench just owns well, that scene. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like saying I breathe oxygen, you know, I mean, you know, but, uh, and I'm, you know, since we're talking about James Bond, I am going to miss Daniel Craig as James Bond. Right. I have liked it. I know it gets a lot of crap, but yeah, watch another movie then. Right. To those people, not to you, Bo. I mean, I am am 100% with you. Don't yuck my yum. Yeah, because he's been great, and I'm watching yeah. them, watching it right now. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Is she reading the what is it? Is it Tennyson? Oh, we're, I'm, I I sort of skipped through some stuff, so we're at the shootout now, and it's just yeah. fantastic. You know, when he kicks <laughs> yeah. the gun over and the, the lady picks it up, and it's just mm-hmm. so good. And 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 the guy that plays um uh well the new M well okay spoilers everybody Skyfall. But uh, the guy that plays the the new M, you know, when you're kind of wondering where this guy is coming down on, then suddenly he's grabbing a gun and going after it. And, yep. Madam Secretary, if for the interest of variety, can we please hear from the witness? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say that one would be. Now, if that one is not allowed, I mean, all the greats, I mean, like a few good men. Um, I mean, how do you like? Um, my cousin Vinny, you know, those are, those are great courtroom scenes, you know, yeah. Ghostbusters too. That's a fun one. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. It's the Scalari brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And if they say that, they'll be exposing ourselves. It was on that piece of paper that she gave me. That's right. And you don't want us exposing ourselves. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys, I know we've talked about this before. Have you ever gone on YouTube and watched those like it's the true. Breakdown? It's true. This man has no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've <laughs> <laughs> ever watched those things, the breakdown or there's a couple of them. Basically what it is, they get an expert that will talk about movies in their field. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen any of those things? Yeah. A few of them. Oh man. The lawyer ones 
are so interesting. And I, I listened to a guy that, uh, what did, it was so funny. What was the setup? It, it was talking about, um, um, the dark Knight. Okay. Spoilers for the dark Knight. but the courtroom scene with Harvey Dent, you know, and where he grabs the gun and slugs the guy and all that. And, and, the, and the lawyer that was talking goes, Oh yeah, that's totally happened to me. And then they get all the way through to it and he goes, no, that's never happened. Nothing remotely. But, but it's so funny because all the lawyers kept saying, okay, this would never happen. This would never happen. This would, you know, and, and if I remember right, they said like in a few good men, like the lawyer would be stopping that cold, like answer. Yes. Answer. No, don't go off. Don't expound. Don't expand. Don't like, you know, all the stuff that like the Jack Nicholson, um, uh, Colonel Jessup, uh, character, all the things that he was doing, like the guy's like, yeah, any lawyer is going to shut that down because you don't want to, you know, and all this. So it's, it's always interesting. You know, it makes an incredible entertaining courtroom drama, but, uh, yeah, I, I always enjoy watching those little breakdown things. So, you know what? I, I have to backtrack a little bit because originally I said to kill a mockingbird and then I said, runaway jury. Um, I, I apologize. I was completely wrong. There was one that I've completely forgot about. And so I have to amend my earlier statement. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to go with the short film disorder in the court by the three stooges. Oh, Oh, that is is. is the single greatest. (laughs) Take off your hat, (laughs) raise your right hand. (laughs) Please remove your hat. Nice. My honor. <laughs> my honor. It's your honor. No, no, no. no. My honor. <sighs> That's something else I have to watch tonight. Uh, Jeez. Uh, Pat, I know you, you, had, you had to step away for just a second. Um, if, yes. if you need something to watch, if you're up late at night and you need something to watch, uh, Tubi uh, TV, the website that has mm-hmm. all, the, all the free stuff on it. Um, oh, yeah. Great, great movie about Nazis on the dark side of the moon called Iron Sky. Okay. If you enjoyed Kung Fury, I think you're going to enjoy that one. Nice. All right. Yeah. Hitler, right. Hitler and some of the Nazis escaped and have been hiding out on the dark side of the moon and have been biding their time to reinvade the earth. Oh, wow. Okay. There is also apparently a sequel where alien Hitler rides a T-Rex into battle. Okay. All right. So I have not seen that one. I have seen the original. It's, it's terrible. Ter- terribly good and i'll let you decide which word has the emphasis on the right syllable all right man yeah. well i'll make sure you know i gotta i gotta read my next couple of chapters in dianetics but you once your, i get done with go. that i'll uh <laughs> i'll be sure to uh fire that up that's fun i've tried to go on a whole bunch of dianetics and they just don't work i haven't lost any uh. weight all right. You just end up cleaning me out. I, well, right, right. It's like drinking Drano. Sure, it cleans you out, but it feels it leaves you feeling leaves you hollow, feel hollow inside. inside. <laughs> All right. Final question. Uh, this is our totally random question, which I realized is maybe not quite so random because this movie is about trying to create patterns where very clearly there are none. Um, so, what is your favorite pattern? So this was a weird one. Yeah. I did not get an answer from my wife. Okay. My wife's immediate. Up, my, my, I had my wife's answer immediately. Cause I knew exactly what it was. Paisley. Oh, please. 
Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, a uh, tartan plaid pattern. Mm, very nice. Which I'm not mm. wearing tonight. I could have been, but I'm not. I sort of rebel against plaid because my dad was a big fan and wore it maybe too much. Okay. I, I don't wear it except for my kilt. Like to the point where we make fun of him for his plaid shorts. I mean, oh, okay. that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever had plaid shorts. Oh, yeah. He has. And okay. I, he swears there's only like two pairs, but okay. then he must wear them all the time because I, uh, I can't even. <laughs> okay. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, that, the closest I get is my kilt, and I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to wear that as much as I would like. You know, I'm going to go with that's a good thing. I, I'm just going to. Apparently, walking the dog in the morning is not an appropriate time to wear it. <laughs> So, okay, so now I'm which, curious, why not? Which I vehemently disagree. I, I kind of, I tend to agree. Like, oh, fine, do it in the morning when no one's around. That's a great idea. Sharon wouldn't care. It's probably mostly coming from Nora. Oh, well, she's just embarrassed because. She is. Well, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, we've known each other for almost 11 years now. She should know better. Yeah, but, you know, she's 11 and she's now embarrassed But when her parents do things because her friends see that. No, no, I understand where she's coming from. I'm not saying you should stop. I'm saying I get where she's coming from. Which is why I do it more so she feels less embarrassed. That's logic you can try. You just just got (laughs) to fight through that. Isn't that Fight Club? You just got to fight through that. Well, no, Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club, remember? That's true. That's true. (laughs) Pat, do you do you have a favorite pattern? Well, I think I misinterpreted the question. You're talking about clothing. I could be. The first pattern I came up with was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A start. That's totally yeah, fine too. That was the first pattern. That's the first. I'm like, mm-hmm. what pattern? Well like? done, sir. Oh, that's perfect. But I got to figure out a clothing one. No, you don't. No, I don't right, think you do it all. This was the no. random question. Yep. All right. Coming up with a random answer is the way to answer it. You well, go done. I'm going with that one. There you go. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through my clothes going, I don't have anything with a pattern on it. I do tend to like a Madras pattern when I find one that I in a good color, mm. though. Okay. But that'd be it. I guess technically, I think this is technically considered a pattern, but it's Heather, which is really random. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not a pattern so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I suppose it's not technically random because they sold 5 million of these and they're all probably identical. So by definition, that is no longer random, (laughs) but it's just black splotches thrown in, you know, for effect. You know what? Asking this question made me think of the scene where they're comparing their business cards in American Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Raised lettering, pale nimbus. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle coloring, the tasteful thickness. Tasteful. Oh my God, it even has a watermark. All right. Well, have we covered all the conspiracy theories? I think so. Did we get them all out of our system here? I can, I can have any more. Let's mm-hmm. see what we got. 
Uh, let's see. Um, the Lindbergh baby was Amelia oh. Earhart. Well, yes. And she lives on the moon. With Hitler. With Hitler, apparently. And uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, through their connection to the Illuminati, can teleport directly in to the bunker that is under the Denver airport. Yes. What was that? There was a town in the conspiracy theories I was reading about. There is a town where people believed that there was like a group of people that were dealing with like interdimensional travel. Where was that? I was looking that up some earlier. They're like, Oh, Ooh, it's um, gotta be Idaho. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's in New Jersey. Oh, well, that makes sense too. Ong's hat. That's just a weird name anyway. An abandoned ghost town in New Jersey became one of the Internet's earliest conspiracy theories when people theorized the town was the site of a group that practiced interdimensional travel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty yep. then. Yep. When I go to work in the morning, I, I'm driving along with people that can barely get down, you know, a, a seven mile stretch of road without driving yeah. like a moron. So um, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, it does. It it does definitely stretch credulity, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this one. I think we've covered as many of the conspiracy. Well, hey, if anybody wants to make up some new ones, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. We'll make up new conspiracy theories. Oh, I would. I absolutely would. <laughs> and now I'm thinking back. I don't know if I got that right with the the gal from uh, uh, the Harry Potter. No. And uh, Dolores Umbridge. Okay. I don't know if she was the one in Star Trek. I don't know. So if you got that, write in. Okay. Put your answer on a check for $2 million and send it in. Well, if it's $2 billion, then we could do our own bunker underneath a Denver International Airport. We do need a bunker. Good. We could have a 30-podcast bunker. I'm fine with that. Bunker. That's just a fun, you know. It is. Bunker. It's a fun thing to say. <sighs> All right. Well, we've got some episodes coming up here that we think you're probably going to enjoy. Um, we have Toy Soldiers is coming oh. out next week. We have you ha- guys seen that one before? I have not, no, so I'm excited. I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks a just, and I, I'm trying not to read anything about it before I watch it. Just looking at some of the pictures I've seen on, uh, just so I could like create some of our, you know, the artwork and things for social media and whatnot. Um, it seems to me like it has a very, I want to say almost like a, a red dawn lean on me kind of vibe. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I really know nothing about it. So I'm, I'm trying to keep myself pure as the driven snow before I watch it. Bo, stop yeah. laughing. What now? I said, stop laughing. With, oh, when I, I say, tried. When I say pure as the driven snow, I feel like you smirked. Yeah, I was trying to keep it inside. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Driven snow is pure. Sure. Uh, toy soldiers, which I, I've already had a couple of times where, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a cartoon with the toys. and this, No, that's small soldiers. That's small soldiers. Very, very, the very different. Same thing. Right, right. Uh, in July, which is 
two weeks away at this point. Um, we have our book review for Patreon subscribers is the Heir to the Empire Thrawn trilogy, as we have been talking about. So that will be a fun, probably multi-hour romp uh, through that trilogy of books. Uh, we've got King Ralph coming up, The Commitments, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, Hook. We've got then August. We've got Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country, Suburban Commando, and our Patreon episode for August is Stripes from 1981. <laughs> so we have got all kinds of fun things coming up soon. So. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, tell somebody else, you know, they might come enjoy it too. Uh, or just listen to a bunch of guys sit here and rant for like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's fun. I really want to hear people's conspiracy theories. I, yeah. Please send some or please make up some. I'm, I'm totally fine with that too. The crazier, the better. I want the to hear them. You're living in my backyard. Are they really? Yeah. That's awesome. They're bunnies. They burrow under the deck oh minor dolphins nice not a shark a dolphin ma'am <laughs> anyway I do don't... you have a dorsal fin <laughs> yes um hear that shark aren't you no ma'am i'm a dolphin oh candy gram all right uh i don't know where this is going anymore so we probably should just put an end to it kind of like jimmy hoffa Ooh. maybe i took that too far i'll just we'll, we'll bury that one it'll be okay in the Meadowlands or in a swimming pool in Illinois. Um, okay, that's it. No more conspiracy theories. It's time to go. Gentlemen, thank you. As always, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Everyone, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time for Toy Soldiers. <laughs>